Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw in. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 28 of Stick Signals. Thank you all so much for stopping on in the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings Late Model Series, and Dirt Car Racing. A big weekend of World of Outlaw and Dirt Car Racing uh, wrapping up four nights of action with the Outlaws and a quick turnaround for them getting ready to go to Davenport for a big three-day weekend and the Dirt Car Summer Nationals wrapping up their four-race uh, stre- uh, stretch at Michigan and uh, obviously crowding two champions, uh, Nick Hoffman and Bobby Pierce. Thank you all so much for stopping on in. Mick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I, I made some empanadas the other night. I thought of you, but uh, they're, emp- <laughs> they're empanadas de pescado, so they're fish. And I'm not really sure that you would enjoy them as much as I do. Ooh, yeah. See, I live in the desert, and, like, the closest body of water to me is, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. For like, Well, we have a lake, like, an hour and a half north, but... I don't know if I trust anything that comes out of that. <laughs> it's the <laughs> desert, man. Mike Warren, how are you? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's a hits like you said, short turnaround. We had a four wit race weekend this weekend. We're back and we're flying out on when we're recording this on Tuesday. We're flying out on Wednesday to head to Davenport. So it's it, it's a quick turnaround for us this week, but. Yeah, it was a really fun four race weekend. Glad we got all four in. Yeah, thank you all so much for stopping on in. How Mike said, it's a very busy turnaround. We're literally uh, got home to take what one night of sleep, two nights of sleep in our bed, and uh, like really just regroup and reorganize. So this will be a short, sweet, little concise episode, but nonetheless jam-packed with information that we have from this past weekend and this upcoming weekend. We'll explain what's happening at Davenport. Mike will break it down for us. Uh, yeah, now guys, let's uh, start with um, the Outlaws real quick. Then we'll talk about the Dirt Car Server Nationals at the end. Uh, Mike, that, that's your neck of the woods. Orange County, it all kicked it off. It was really cool to see the late models on the track that I've grown up going to, not as much as my home tracks, but going to for a long time. Because really, this was the only race on the schedule this year where I could say, hey, I've been here before. So it, it was pretty cool knowing the ins and outs of the speedway. I mean, it made my job a little tough just because the way, way the track layout is because everybody pits in the infield. But it, it was a lot of fun, and it was a probably one of the best finishes we've had all year. I mean, Max Blair gave it everything he had in the final corner to get by Brandon Shepard, yes. and Shepard just beat him to the line. But it, it was a good race overall. I mean, Chris Madden was in there. Stuart Friesen comes home with the top five finish in that mm-hmm. race in his first, well, second World of Outlaws late models race of the season and Max McLaughlin ends up getting the top 10 once he figured it out and I talked to I talked to Shane for one of Boom's guys a little, a little bit on Saturday and he said you know once he figured it out a little bit more the, the tough thing for Max was he he, he didn't know what to tell them to right. make the car better because it's his first time in a late model well, he went from 19th to 8th so I mean McLaughlin had a damn good run isn't that 19th where he started it, well he came in and changed the tire anyway or, uh, or made adjustments on the car mm-hmm. anyway so he went from the tail of the field then he also had uh, Tyler Tyler Bruin, Burning ended up oh yeah that's Tyler, like 21st and finished third not to take anything away from everybody so Tyler Bruning's night and we'll get back to Shepard's victory for a second because it was a big win but Bruning so he starts the night off he he's not getting he's having fuel issues he's having oil pressure issues things are not working in hot in time trials he slowed on the second line right. or quick qualify so like what he's qualifying there we go yeah. make sure i get that correct <laughs> then we get to the dry dean heat race he blows the motor while going across the line yeah so he switches to the backup car for the feature and there was not a lot of time because so we get to the feature 
All of a sudden, he's third. Yeah, yeah. He goes from 21st to third, and he, Ruben, we've talked about this many times, he loves those big racetracks. That is what Tyler Bruning loves more than anything when he's out on this tour, and it showed. I, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to guarantee he would have won, because, again, you really don't know how it would have played out, but he would have been a factor for that race, no question about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Eckert had a good car, and he left early, so there's no saying who could have won that. Uh, Chris Madden was good, too. But, yeah, Tyler Bruning, I, I told you guys in the last episode, he really caught my eye this week because he loves these big tracks and for some he's been there before and uh, yeah he was very impressive to watch and how about big brother dan stone with a top five remember uh, port royal mm-hmm. the last night he finished third that's good to see a driver like that uh run good with the outlaws again oh big brother i'll tell you what he he's he's impressive with the way he just all of a sudden he shows up at the end yeah like that's the thing i mean he, he's not flashy but his results get there and he's been good again on big tracks and you see those guys and it's it's pretty awesome to watch but i don't want to take away from brandon shepherd either he had to definitely earn it on thursday yeah night. he worked for it but you know that's win numbers that was win number 74 at the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know tying daryl lanigan and you know the one thing about shep and victory lane and when i talk to him after he's so grateful for everything grateful that his dad and his grandfather got him to that point you know, was able to give him a chance for Mark to be able to see him and put him in that car and, yep. and you know, where he stands. That's the one thing I love about Brandon. He is as humble as they come, Yep. no matter when you talk to him. Had Max Blair ever run there before in a late model? I don't believe so because they haven't had late models there right. in a long time. Right. That was an impressive run by Max Blair, too. Just want to give him a shout out. I mean, you know, we're assuming that he's going to come on the tour next year and he's already shown a lot of speed this year. So it'll be exciting to watch him. He's um, t- yeah, he's going to be he, right now. He's obviously the pick my pick for rookie of the year right, right. for obvious reasons, because he's gaining he's notes. So, he's year. so smooth and clean. Like, the, I mean, there was such a close finish and that could have not been a close. It could have been, you know, he could have knocked him out of the way if he wanted to. Well, and, he, and that was didn't. the other thing Brandon said. He was really happy about how Max ran yep. the entire time. But another guy you, you mentioned earlier, Chris Madden having fuel pressure issues right at the end of the race a tough break for him really the first dnf for madden all yep. year at that point and rick eckard breaks the drive shaft leading three laps into uh, the race yeah like like come on back. gustin got a yeah. gustin ended up with a dnf there too didn't he he ended up with a dns actually oh. he didn't even start the race because oh. he bent the clip on the car yeah can't start one with a bent clip and while that track and while that track was racy it was not the smoothest the rain that came in over the past couple and it rained there for a while like overnight it rained a lot yeah so it, it's a tough track to you know a big track like that's tough to get back into where you need it to be yeah and the update on gustin they're already at rocket chassis uh early this week i know on monday they were at rocket chassis getting uh that car all fixed up and um one thing i wanted to mention yeah how you said max blair i mean guys that race <laughs> the difference was 0.075 and shepherd's right where it went flat in victory yeah. lanes like one more lap and that could have gone yeah. anywhere yeah. yeah that's that's the thing I, I completely forgot about that and before everybody asks we raced four times right. there's a lot of stories lot I of had to keep track of. so that was the first night of the weekend and then you're right one, one more corner max blair takes the lead but you don't know if Ty, what blair steyer would have done either right that 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 made it it was a really interesting night it was good to be it was good to be back home yeah in that area but you know, the next night was a race I was looking forward to. We went to Williams Grove, and it was the return yes. of Kyle Larson that night. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So you knew everybody had to be on their A game. Yeah. And <laughs> so Greg Greg Satterley and Max Blair draw the front row for this race, and you, Greg knew you, you had to beat him to turn one. And I, the way that track is, you're going to have a decent shot. And keep mm-hmm. in mind, we ran after the sprint cars. Yep. So it was a little right, slicker. Right. It was a little, little different than what you're used to. So... Larson start draws six in the redraw. I don't care where he starts. Kyle Larson was going to be a factor before that race was over. Yep. But 
Saturday led all the laps, and Larson was catching him in lap traffic, and you could see him setting him up with about five to go. Then all of a sudden, a clump of mud gets onto the nose. Just, demolished it, it. Demolished it. Yeah. Sends him around. Sends him around because in turn one. Yeah. Larson saved it because, first of all, Kyle Larson does not run out of talent. Let's no, let's no. not Let's not say that. I knew he didn't spin on his own. It had to be something. Mm-hmm. But he gathered it back up, but then he slowed because I think he felt something and just didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like it knocked the, knocked the bumper bar and the nose off. I mean, it, that was a pretty sizable clump of mud that hit him there. Yeah, but Greg Satterley, a great run on, on Friday night, picking up his fourth career victory, first one in a long time. Yeah. Because I think he picked up three right away, and then the fourth one just came. I mean, he hasn't run the tour regularly, but he mm-hmm. seems like a guy when you go to Pennsylvania that would win a little bit more and also had the best headline of the weekend, Truth Hurts. <laughs> I had to use it. <laughs> Truth Hurts. I love that. That's really good. Yeah, congratulations to Greg Satterley. I'm I'm just, I don't know if you were around or if you knew, Mike, but like his old paint scheme, the black car with the white numbers, like the, the car that he has now, it's just so sexy and I love it. I, I was so happy for uh, Greg Satterley. I'm really got the win and, and congrats to Chris Madden. After a night of, you know, frustration, he really came back. Um, Chris Chris Madden set fast time qualifier with Slick Woody's Cornhole Company qualifying, finished second. And Kyle Hardy, like how about him finishing third and Matt Cosner fifth? Like there's just a couple guys that I give credit there. Oh, and both of those guys, you know, we say this every time we go up there, but we're not kidding. The Pennsylvania guys give give us a run. Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. There's only one area of the country. Well, no, I'd say the southeast does too. But you know, as Ruben's, if I didn't mention the Illinois bad boys, we'd be in trouble with Ruben. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, but you know, but everywhere we go, the yeah. the local guys give us fit, gives us fits. It's not like it's. Well, I noticed on Twitter there's some some guys that are Pennsylvania posse, and they're for the most part sprint car guys that tweet about sprint cars. But they were invoking the Pennsylvania pop uh, posse up there, Williams Grove for the late model. So. I think Ruben's on to something. I think that's a, that's a crossover between outlaws and bossies. Oh, Bert Rochick is is one of the guys up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he he does that all the time when he's not worried about me and what my uh, coffee drink of choice is in August. <laughs> but we'll not talk about that. <sighs> I'm not basic. That's all I'll get out of that. Um, but you no, know, it, it, it the Pennsylvania guys have done run really well against yep. us this year. There's no question about it. I mean, but Saturday getting the win and you know, I, I, I hate to say I want I wish I could say that was Saturday's biggest win of the year, but I think the one in the preliminary night at the dream is probably gonna yeah, be that's that. a pretty big deal. So but he's good on big tracks. It's a, he, he told me after the race, his program is just set up where he's just really good because there's a lot of tracks like that out yeah. there, Port Royal being one of them, Williams Grove. And, you know, there's no reason to think that Saturday wasn't going to be a huge factor in that race. Yeah. I mean, Greg Saturday's good there. What, what can we say? And it's a big half mile. And honestly, half mile racing is so hard, too, because like one little mistake and that really puts you out of the game. So congratulations to Saturday for being consistent there. We'll move on to Saturday night at Sharon Speedway. That's a drive from Williams Grove for those of you that uh, like, well, that was a that was a overnight i think we drove two and a half overnight to get to the hotel about an hour south of pittsburgh and then we drove another two hours to get to sharon Oof. It, hey it's part of the game it's part of the game. It's a true story but um some guy named kyle larson ended up winning on saturday night i don't know yeah, if you've ever heard up, of him showed up again didn't he yeah and he was good he drew the pole look it's gonna happen yeah in the redraw but you know he and he was good right from the outset of the night but the story of that race was not kyle larson mm-hmm it was Ryan Gustin. Ryan Gustin, yes. yeah. Yes. Now, I I, I will say, Gustin, per, I, I'm not going to say he cost himself at a chance of victory because, again, you don't know what would have happened, but he misses the scales after qualifying. Has to start last in this heat race. Oh, I didn't realize that. Didn't catch that part. Yeah. So he drove, a, he drove into a qualifying spot mm-hmm. in the dry heat race, 
and then drove it up, and he was catching Larson. He, yeah, he, he for got, sure. He got right next to him. Yeah, he was he catching just, him. I think if he had maybe a half a lane more room, he might have got by him too. But after that, I mean, Kyle Larson's Kyle Larson, guys. He's you're not if you're going to beat Kyle Larson and you're going to pass him, you're going to have to work with everything you have. And it just he, young money was just a little bit too good. But I also want to talk Gustin. Gustin was happy with that run. He's like, hey, I lost to the best of the business. There yeah, ain't yeah, really yeah. much I can do about that. I kind of wish he, but this is the quote. I kind of wish he wasn't here so I could have got my first outlaw. Like, <laughs> but Ryan and his guys were ecstatic at what, the end of that. What was the margin of victory on that one? That was pretty close it, too, wasn't it? It wasn't that. It no, wasn't it's, close it's, enough. It to, was six. Yeah. It was point six one three. Yeah. After that, after his chance of getting by him in turn three, Ryan didn't have any. Yeah, used it to up. Him, but but that's when Kyle slid back up to the outside. And yep. that's when the definitely the place to be. He gone. And on paper, it's going to show that Larson led flag to flag. You know what I mean? It's going to show that he basically dominated. Yeah. But like really, he, he did it. Like Gustin. Like I remember, I was announcing that night. Like our last, oh, we were at I ninety six with the Summer Nationals, and I had the Dirt Vision app open on my phone, and I was like, man, our last chance showdowns next. Like. Come on, like I, I was hoping the Hornets on the track would throw a caution because I wanted to see this finish. <laughs> and uh, I just remember looking down and Gustin's to the outside of the six of Larson. Like he challenged him. But once Larson uh, saw that Gustin was on the outside, he just moved up and took off from there. But yeah, hats off to Gustin for rebounding for one. Like I feel like this week was a roller coaster of emotions for a lot of drivers like Madden uh, the first night fuel pressure problems comes back the second night and second Gustin didn't even start the feature the night before and comes back and finishes second like what a roller coaster of a weekend for those guys yeah it's true oh and that's part of the game with being an outlaw it's you got to be consistent, consistent and yep. the car that's been more consistent than everybody is the guy who finished third yeah Brandon Shepard yeah. yep there's a reason for there's a reason he has a 158 point yep. lead how many times has Brandon Shepard not finished a race in 2021 with the world of outlaws uh zero uh, is it <laughs> DNFs, yeah. There you go. Huh. That's right there. Yeah. That's how you I do mean, it. Just, it's the same reason at the end of the day, and we were talking about Gustin, why Tyler Bruning has a huge lead over Gustin. Yep. Tyler Bruning finishes races. Not taking it away from Gustin, but he's had a lot of DNFs this yeah, year. He's he had bad, and a lot of it's been bad, bad luck. luck. I don't want to take that away, and that happens, but that's been the difference. Really. And, yeah. and, and what's crazy, like both Gustin and Bruning have nine top fives together. And the, the top tens is just what separates them just a little bit. Three different, uh, three different ones. Um, Bruning has twenty three top tens, and Gustin has twenty. And then you talk about Shepard. Like yes, we talk about Madden having two less starts, but still, like um, Shepard already has six wins. Madden has four. Shepard has twenty seven top fives. Madden has twenty one. <clears throat> like let's give let's give Madden the two. Let's say that'd be twenty three to twenty seven. That's still four more. Um, and the top tens, there's three more there. The biggest stat is actually podium finishes, and well, and I don't know off the top of my head yet because we haven't, I haven't finished compiling up the what yeah. to watch for at the time that we're recording this. But it's it's a big margin now. I mean, you look at everything; he's pretty much there's a, you can look at the stats. It's like all right, I see why Brandon's doing mm-hmm. this because he's only got, and we'll move to Erie's now. He's only got six victories. Yeah, but and again, I don't want to say Sunday's win at Erie's was dominating. Because it really, I mean, he no. led most of the race, but it really wasn't. And, I mean, he got burned on that first restart, or not, on the on the initial start. Dennis Herb got right by him, and he was gone. But, you know, you get that reason, one of the many restarts in that race. I didn't think lap 21 was going to ever start in that thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, we'll leave it at that. The uh, But Shepard moved to the outside, and he knew he had to stay there. Once, yeah. once he got the lead away from Herb about three laps later, but, you know, there was a lot of cautions, but he knew the guys were coming. I mean, one, one of the things about Erie's especially, Dave Hess, who already had a win with us at State Line, 
started dead last, ended up finishing second. And I think with 10 more laps, he might have had, might have had something for Shepard, another caution. You know, again, we don't know. And Chubb right there the whole time was tough, too. I mean, Shepard, you got to remember the journey that Shepard had on Sunday night. He gets in in the last redraw spot, getting by Madden late in that heat race. Yep. Right? Which was a wild heat race. Yes. He's the last car to draw, and he ends up with the pole. Yeah. Which I don't know how many times that actually happens. Mm, like pretty rare. I, like, look, I, Brandon Shepard's car is good, but a little bit of luck helped him there getting that spot. There's no question about it. L- luck is a huge. I mean, it's one of the components. Is one of the things you fight. You're you're fighting the track, the car, driver, and luck. At the end of the day, you know whoever has the best of all four of those is going to win the championship. Yeah, you're completely right about that, and. I mean, we talk about so many times, like, Shepard finishes a race and then his tire goes flat. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, those, it's those little things, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, Brandon, don't, don't, taking nothing away from him, like, guys, when he won at Erie's, that puts him with 75 World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series wins. Like, just, just let that sink in. This man has won 75 feature events. And past how you said, he tied Lanigan. And now he passed Lanigan. And just like that, he is three away from uh, tying Josh Richards for first on the all-time win list. Um, It just goes a a lot to say for this Rocket uh, House 1 team. Um, Just out of curiosity, I don't know if you you know this, but how many seasons did it take uh, Josh Richards to get to that number? Is Brandon on pace to to get it quicker or about the same? That's actually a pretty good note because I— Let's see. When, when did Josh start with the Rocket House team? Because I know, obviously. Jo- well, Josh's first win was 2005 at Lebanon Valley. I know because I was there. Yeah, 2005. <laughs> and then he got one win in 2006. He got four in 2007. 2008, he got six. And then it starts racking up like 2009. That's, so I want to say, uh, you know, I really don't know the answer to that just because. Seems, seems, like, mm. seems like Sheppy's got there quicker. To me, but it could be off. Oh yeah, for but, sure. But the thing too, Josh is actually like if it, the wins that he's gotten in the 14 card too. Remember, he won at Duck River in 2020. He won at Bristol earlier this year. Yep. So if not for those two wins, Brandon would be one away right now. That's true. Yep. Most of Brandon's wins have come in the one. There's a couple in the B5. Yeah, a couple back in the day. The same thing. I don't. I, I don't remember if jo- how many Josh had just in the one car by himself. Right. Um, well, let's. Well, I know. Obviously, Josh Richards won the championship in 2009. And if you go back and look at the history, it kind of looks like he started in 2007 with the Outlaws. It could be possibly 2008, but uh, I want to say around there. We'll definitely have to get the stat on that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to throw you a stat. I, I like to throw statistical curveballs at you in the middle of an episode. No, which is perfectly fine. Like that's that's awesome. It's the gears turning. <laughs> well, hey, listen. I'll say it again. I I have brought in a lot of knowledge this year in the late model world in a very short time. Yeah, you've been cramming. I still don't know everything. (laughs) Not expected to. But that'll wrap things up. So here's where we stand on the point standings. We'll get to the Summer Nationals next. And the reason I want to do that before we preview what's coming on this weekend is a lot of us are kind of coming together again this weekend. Yep, coming back together. But the World of Outlaws late model series points coming into this weekend. Shepard with a 158-point lead over Madden. Bruning's third, 380 back. Dennis Herb fourth, 468 back. Ricky Weiss is fifth, 488 back. Gustin still knocking on the door, only about 70 points behind Ricky Weiss for fifth heading in. Boom brings his seventh, 800 back, and then Brent Larson is eighth, 846 back. Oh, but whoa, whoa, we forgot something. Yeah. Boom got a top five Sunday night. We can't not mention that. Yeah, I mean, uh, like considering Boom, like past Chris Madden um, on the final lap, but it's I, Boom, baby. I was like kind of not, I'm not disappointed, but like I feel like, you know, we, we had this event 
circled in the calendar all year for Boom, and Boom just wasn't, um, you know, strong from the beginning. He had a tough start, but a great rebound for Boom, and to get a top five, that's always good to see for him as well. I think qualifying threw a hell of a curveball on Sunday, though, because there were a couple yeah. other guys that I think. I mean, Matt Locks, first of all, congratulations yeah. to him on getting this like, what <laughs> yes. is quick time. But, you know, there were a couple guys that it seemed odd, like Max Blair, who's won three times at Aries already this year. Yeah. He was in the back. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of guys that you just thought, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. Did the place take rain the night before or something? I don't know. Huh. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to Sunday. I was too drunk. <laughs> I will admit, if it rained, I didn't see it. You might have been in between naps. Yeah, seriously. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't joke about that. But that's where we stand heading in. We'll move to the Summer Nationals now, Championship Week. And what we'll just say this now, we'll get this out of the way before we do the races. Nick Hoffman's already won the modified title. Yep. I think we knew, we've known that for a long time. Months yeah. ago. Didn't even see him this weekend, if I remember right, Ruben. Yeah, no, he didn't even go to go to the last uh, two weeks, I should say, because the makeup week counts. Like He didn't go to Highland or Peebley, and he didn't go to the Michigan swing. Um, Nick officially had it wrapped up when we went to Clarksville. <clears throat> Excuse me, when we went to Clarksville, and uh, I'll give you the date on that. We went to Clarksville on july 24th like i was gonna say that was before pdc that was before pdc (laughs) it was literally right before pdc like july 24th all he had to do was basically start and park and he would have had it wrapped up like he made official that night that he was a champion and uh, what a season for nick hoffman he won 19 out of the 20 races he entered that is a solid season for nick hoffman congratulations to him we saw nine different winners and two for a three? Nope, no, no, I was right. No, I was right. Three first-time <laughs> I contradicted myself. Congratulations to Frank Marshall, Justin Allgaier, and Brandon Bollinger. They became first-time winners with the series. But, yeah, nine yeah. different winners in 31 events. It was a successful season, and congratulations to Nick Hoffman. I, I liked watching Hunt Gossam win the other night. Yes. Uh, that kid is going places for sure. He really is. Like, it was super cool to see Hunt Gossam uh, go back-to-back. I mean, he won at Tri-City Motor in mm-hmm. I-96. Like, we no one expected that. Like, um so, Mick, uh, you you watch that one e-car. Looks like Brandon Shepard. Yeah, it does. It sure does. <laughs> it does. It does, yeah. right? <laughs> anyway, uh, congratulations to him. Believe it or not, Mick, he has never won a feature with the Modifieds, like oh. ever, with, with a series. And um, he did great all week long, second, second. I mean, just podiums after podiums. And uh, he's going to be fun to watch next year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but congratulations to Hunt Gossam and Will Krupp won at uh, Butler. And congratulations to Jacob Poole won the final night. But yes, Nick Hoffman was the champion. It was a fun season there with the Dirt Car Summit Racing Equipment Modified Nationals. More money was thrown this year. Uh, just a lot more support for the Modifieds this year. And it was a successful season to wrap up the 11th season. So now Nick Hoffman is a four-time champion, uh, trailing by two to Mike Harrison. And Kenny Wallace has one. So it's still three champions. Nick Hoffman gets his fourth title of the season. Switching over to the Dirt Car Summer Nationals, congratulations to the smooth operator, Bobby Pierce, on another championship, tying Shannon Babb and Brian Shirley with four championships. Then they all trail the all-time greatest, Billy Moyer, with six championships. Pierce, uh, 41 career Hell Tour victories. Congratulations to him. A big season for him this year, breaking his best season. Uh, the most wins he got in a season was 2016 uh, with 11. And this year, Pierce absolutely crushed it on tour. Got 
13 victories, 13 out of 30 races is pretty darn yeah. good because the Summer Nationals has tough competition. And how about Ashton Winger? Uh, congratulations to him, too. Did a phenomenal job as well. Uh, Brandon Shepard, Brian Shirley, Shannon Babb, Devin Moran, and Tanner English, all winners this year, seven different winners. And Bobby Pierce claims his fourth career Hell Tour championship. You, you said Ashton had six wins? Yeah, pretty amazing for Ashton. I mean, it? if he if he hadn't taken, I mean, he took a long time to to get going to to get that that momentum. But man, he if if he had done that early, I think him and, him and Pierce would have had a real tight battle there. So we're saying he's used eight different steering wheels then since the <laughs> uh, beginning of the Hell Tour because uh, he's broken seven of them in Victory what, Lane, County Cedar Lake. What, what steering? Do you happen to know what steering wheel he uses, uh, Ruben? Actually, I don't. I need I need to hook him up with Max Pappas. He needs to get on an MPI uh, steering wheel deal. <laughs> Yeah, am, no am kidding. Because I might try to make that happen, and maybe I can finally get my T-shirt. Yeah, oh, so Mick, I, I did ask about the T-shirt situation, and in case of there's fans out there uh, wanting to get T-shirts from uh, Ashton Winger, he said he uh, sold out his shirts because he's been winning. That's good. And he says when you win, you sell shirts. Crazy, crazy yeah. how that works, huh? And uh, <laughs> so he's ordering new shirts, and they will be here in three weeks. So Ashton well. Winger will be getting new shirts. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you win uh, seven Hell Tour races. That's amazing. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, Mick. Um, he even said it himself in his last interview. Like, if he wouldn't have broke everything in the trailer the first two weeks yeah. and flipped <laughs> and done all this stuff, he would have been way better. And But still, great but run for Ashton Winger. Coming into the season with zero Hell Tour wins. Yeah, and the, but that's the thing about hindsight. You can't. I mean, everything is a step to getting to where we are, right? Yep. So go all the way back to Volusia. If he hadn't blown those engines, maybe he would have gone on the Outlaw Tour, and who knows how he would have performed. Maybe he has one win this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was fortuitous for him to go out on the Hell Tour. and get, I mean, dude has to be confident. Do you know, is he joining us at all with the Outlaw races in the Southeast? Uh, I mean, I would say so. He is. But uh, right now, I know I know he's not going to be at Davenport. His his uh, thing was going back home and just getting ready. Uh He's got to refresh some stuff, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. He's got to change the roof out, no, I'm sure. And, and, and I, hey, I understand that, but that's a perfect segue there, Ruben. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move to the uh, Quad Cities 150 presented by Hoker Trucking this week at the Davenport Speedway on the quarter. Everybody's been asking me this the whole time, and even though it's been in every publication I've written so far, well, it is on the quarter mile. There is no half mile. There is no half Don't mile. Don't get me started on people reading all the words. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But, yeah, it is on the quarter mile this weekend. We're in for a treat. Slide jobs. There is so much going on this weekend if you're heading out to Davenport. We'll start with the racing before we get to the non-racing stuff because there's there's a lot going on coming up this weekend. But we got a triple header, 40 on Friday or Thursday, 40 on Saturday to win. 40 laps, $10,000 to win, not 40000 to win, sorry. And then 30000 to win, 70-lap finale on Saturday night. We're going to use the Every Lap Matter format that we used at Lernerville. Ah, yes. So normal nights like it was Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday is the, you know, there's no qualifying. Points mm -hmm. are just set up mm -hmm. based off the, the heat races are lined up based off of points. So that's how we'll. We'll do that. But a lot going on this weekend as well. You know, there's an autograph session on Saturday at 4 4.30. Live music for the fans each night. The bands on tap are going to include Dirt Road Rockers, Just Cuz. That's the name of the band. Just Cuz. And and Ruben's favorite band, Bad Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Rick will be front row. But um <laughs> And also other events to keep an eye on throughout the weekend include Four City Cornhole Tournament, Slot Car Racing, a virtual racing experience, and the Quad City Gearheads Driving Car Show coming on. Wow. This weekend, too. It's... 
you know, there's a lot going on. This is going to be a big event on the Mississippi Valley Fairground as we go down on the banks of the Mississippi River for the final time in 2021. And this is also a big weekend just because, well, l- l- let me back up real quick. Because you're back? Uh, well, not not that. I mean, I actually devalues this. Show, okay? <laughs> actually, no, I am really excited to have Eric Grigsby back. Oh, yeah. Ruben, I don't know, but Eric Grigsby definitely. <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't missed. It's okay. You were missed. Um, oh, you know, you were missed because I need somebody to have fun with the entire time. I know. We, me, you, and JC have to say the let's go before every feature. No, I, I love I'm super happy and thankful and just super excited to be back with the Outlaws. Like, I, this is what I live for. You know what I mean? I absolutely love the Outlaws. I, I, I'll t- I tell uh, everybody. Everybody jokingly is my fourth year of dirt cars my senior year i'm done the world of outlaws are going to draft me as their number one pick from dirt car next year <laughs> to go full-time wait as a wait so wait a minute wait a minute so this isn't your fourth senior year like it is at college <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey now easy easy Hey, I was on the I was on the six year plan too. I understand. <laughs> five and a half, five and a half, my friend. If I don't fail a class this semester, but no, we're not. We are done. Well, like I haven't failed a class in uh, since my sophomore year, so I'm good. So yeah, anyway, which is ten years ago. But uh, no, uh, <laughs> I was <gonna> say that. <laughs> what twenty twelve? <laughs> yeah. No okay, back. Let's get back to it though. Hey, it's going to be a big weekend. I know, Ruben, you're really it's excited. It's not the way we started. It's the way we finished. But no, last year uh, we went to Davenport uh, for three official races, and um, who won them? None other than a Brandon Shepard. Shepherd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. if he, if he is able to win these final three because remember after this it's all south all the time and it's going to get really good um he won all three if he wins all three you know what happens he ties josh richards for number one but davenport you just never know we know what happened with the whole transponder thing last year not taking it away from him but davenport is just so exciting because you never know what's going to happen this quarter mile already produced a hell of a race this year with a mars dirt car series uh between hudson o'neill and i think it was overton like yeah it was overton like that was such a good race and the summer nationals race was good as well um we almost saw a first time winner tony jackson jr but then unfortunately didn't finish the race so we've i've seen two great races at davenport this year already and i'm excited for this weekend because late model fans in that area have had this weekend circled for quite some time already well let me just run through some of the stats quick i mean you go through sheppy Davenport it goes without saying he swept them all last year he, mm. he's the favorite coming in coming off of a big win I don't think there's a question Bobby Pierce won in a quarter mile of Farmer City finished second at Fairbury yeah you know he's going to be a factor Dennis Herb two of his three wins coming on quarter miles this year one at River Cities one at Circle City mm-hmm. if only this was Davenport City I would say you'd have to throw the city trifecta in there <laughs> but hey we got two guys looking for their first career wins both happen to be from the state of Iowa Tyler Bruning, yeah, Ryan Gustin. I think there's a lot of guys that are going to be a factor. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of the Illinois bad boys because I don't know if you knew this, but Davenport, Iowa might as well be Illinois. Yep. <laughs> it's right over the river at that point. But another guy that said he's coming this weekend that I would not count out, the mailman, Devin Moran, already with two wins, both on half miles this year. But he's a guy I think that could be a factor as well. Moran's been was good on the, the last week of the Hell Tour. Did he get a win on the last week there? Uh, I don't recall. Um, Devin, um, yes, he did, didn't he? Yes, Devin won at, um, he won at I-96. Yes, it was I-96. That's right, I-96, and then he was pretty much podium every other, all the other rest of the night. So, okay. yeah, Moran's got some momentum on him, too. I think it was about, like, 10 points, the the weekly championship. Because, you know, there's weekly points for the Dirt yep. Car Summer Nationals. Ashton Winger won the final weeks, but just barely over Devin Moran. That's how good he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moran will be there. Uh, is Hoffman showing up in that Bloomquist car? Do we know? You know, I think that is the plan, correct, Mike? I believe it's the plan, but don't 
quote us on right. that. Thing, things can change. Plans can change. Just keep that in mind yep. when we do this. It's only Tuesday as we're recording this, so <laughs> you never know what can happen between now and then. We've seen that already this year. But you know, there's going to be a lot of guys in the field that are going to have a good yeah. shot to win this race. Like, let's let's not you know shy away from this. I mean, yeah, and, and like the Iowa boys, like if they end up showing up. Um, guys like Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, I'm I'm looking at a, a schedule currently. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of these guys are off uh, this weekend. So like, we'll see Chris Simpson. We'll see Chad Simpson. We'll see um, Jesse Stovall possibly. A lot of these Missouri guys, Jason Pappage, Tony Toast. Like those guys, those Missouri boys don't count them out. Like they don't race much with us a lot of the time. But when they do, they make their presence felt. And this weekend is going to be one heck of a field. And it's I'm telling you, like I am excited for this one. Me too. I mean, hey, it's I, I've loved every trip to the Midwest this year. I don't this can't see a reason why I won't like the next one. Yeah. So Davenport's it, a nice it, it's a nice town for one, and it's a cool track. It's going to be a fun weekend overall. Mm-hmm. I think just a lot going on. Going to be pretty cool, and it's going to be fun to enjoy it. Uh, it's time for predictions. Yeah, time for predictions. Okay, well, we'll start with Thursday night now. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go for. I'll go first this time for all three since I went last last time. I'm taking Shepard on Thursday night. I think he jumps out of the gate and picks up win number seventy six to get things started. I think that Ryan Gustin takes that momentum from the other night and, and takes it there to Davenport, gets his first win. That's pretty solid. Uh, I'm gonna go with a driver that has been red hot, um, Bobby Pierce. I mean, he's been good. I haven't picked Pierce in a long yeah. time, um, and I think Pierce goes back and it's sponsored by Hoker Trucking. Uh, Hoker's one of his sponsors. He knows he has to prevail here, and Pierce gets it done. I like that pick. We'll move to Friday night now, which, again, there could be just this could go many, many, many different ways the way this is going. It's basically a new night, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Chris Madden. Ah. I, I, he's been good on, he's also been good on quarter miles all year. Uh, let's not take yeah. that away from him. I think he, he gets back on track finally and gets one on Friday. Yeah, well, the, the racing gods certainly owe him, owe him a win right now. Um, I'm going to stick with with the rookies. I'm going to go Tyler Bruning this go around. Well, uh, if I'm going to pick a guy that's good on quarter miles, uh, it's the last race basically in his region. Dennis Herb Jr., he's been really good. He's been quiet as of late, but I think Dennis Herb Jr. gets, I mean, I want to say one, maybe two, but I want to say he gets one more for sure victory uh, before the season ends with the Outlaws, and I think he gets it done at Davenport. We'll move to Saturday night, 70 laps the distance. Long distance race. Quarter mile. He is the smooth operator. I'm going Bobby Pierce. Yeah, when Ruben picked him for the for the not the big money night, I was wondering about that. I'm going Brandon Shepard, man. Brandon Shepard and Bobby Pierce will put on a hell of a battle. Brandon Shepard will come out on top. Mm. It's been young guys all the time. It's been young guys all season. Like they've been good. Not, Not taking anything away from the older guys, but since you took Bobby. I am definitely going gonna go with Devin Moran. Devin is nice. just so good right now, and I think yep. that Devin and Bobby could put on. A, it could just be them two, and they'd put on an epic show. And Devin Moran gets it done. I, I think those are all good picks. I think I think a lot can happen. And there's some guys we didn't pick that I'm sure that are going to be there. It hasn't been confirmed that I think you're going to see that's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah I'm not going to count him mm-hmm. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of good drivers there. And the thing is, the thing about the half mile to the quarter mile, it really makes it a little bit more of an equalizer. And this track is just such a racy track. Like, it could either be slick or it could be hammered down. Like, it could just be a curveball, and it could be a curveball all three nights. We could see a different surface all three nights, which really makes this weekend 
what is going I should say what is going to make this weekend what this weekend is going to be like it's going to be its own animal that's what I like so it's a big one Quad City one, Quad City's 150 presented by Hoker Trucking all three nights this week Thursday Friday Saturday and if you can't be there you can always catch the action live on Dirt Vision presented by Dry Day. well it's definitely going to be a good weekend with the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series and you don't want to miss it again if you can't be there order all your merch uh, at store.worldofoutlaws.com we hope to see you there if you're a fan that lives in Iowa Illinois uh, Missouri like that midwest area you know you really want to come out come on out and check the world of outlaws for the final time in 2021 in your region before we head on self also go to thank our good friends at manscaped today's episode is sponsored by our friends at manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming it's back to school time and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet the manscaped fourth generation performance package is just that things are opening up and be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you it's the perfect package for your package and it includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0 fellas go for the valedictorian Victorian of ball trimming and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with code sticksignals21. I was actually, uh, I went to Best Buy uh, the other day and uh, I saw the Manscaped. I, I, I did not know they sold Manscapes there. And like, I saw the price and I was like, well, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good price. But with that code sticksignals21, you could definitely use it. I've seen it at Target and Walmart and other places too. But guys, sticksignals21 gets you that uh, discount. Go use it. It's a, uh, Pretty cool there. And obviously, Dirt Vision, presented by Dryden, has another, not as busy because of the Summer Nationals, but still pretty busy. Like Wednesday night, uh, River City Speedway, the World of Outlaws NOS Center during Sprint Car Series are back. Millbridge on Wednesday night. So there you go. You got two things to watch on Dirt Vision on Wednesday night. Thursday, you got the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings Late Model Series, night one at Davenport Speedway. That's going to be amazing. And then Friday night, the 27th, the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series are in Eagle, Nebraska at I-9- I-80. I-, I love that place. Very, very fun place. Yeah, it's a cool speedway. Yeah, the World of Outlaws will be fun there. Um, then the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings Late Model Series, obviously night two from Davenport Speedway. Uh, you also have Attica Raceway that night. And then obviously Saturday night, final night from Davenport with us and you have Knoxville Raceway plus Millbridge. And then the next night you have Husets, obviously on Sunday with the World of Outlaws NOS Interdrink Sprint Car Series at Black Hill Speedway. That's going to be good. And uh, yeah, there you go. Obviously, you kick off the month of September with uh, some big blocks as well. Super Dirt Car Series. Uh, we'll talk about that next um, episode. But nonetheless, that's all happening on Dirt Vision presented by Dryden. We talked about it. The app looks amazing. The website looks amazing. Hit on down there, download it, update it. You could download it in a lot more places and watch every lap live getting that fast pass or that platinum fast pass. Check it out, dirtvision.com. Dirt Vision presented by Dryden, your online destination to watch every lap live. We thank you all so much for joining us here in this episode of Stick Signals. We hope you all have a great week. We hope to see you at Davenport. By the way, Davenport Speedway has probably the nicest grandstands uh, out of any dirt track I've been to like they are covered they're nice very nice very good speaker system so if you're in the area please go buy a ticket and uh, join us at Davenport Speedway because we know how that place could produce pretty good racing it's going to be good and if you want to get your tickets you can get them online right now on our website worldofallows.com bam there you go so get your tickets reserve it lock it see you there at Davenport Speedway for three nights thank you all so much for joining us we'll see you all next week here on Stick Signals <laughs>